0: Rise on time. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Fulkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. midcheck with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland, match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. And a high shot. Big C, does he have the first? He does. 25, 20, 15, 10. Still on his feet. He's going to score. Daniel High would not be denied. Jayton would throw. An open cure there at the 40. Lincoln cuts inside, breaks a couple tacklers, coming back to the near side. 35-30, turns on the Jets. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Lincoln Cure second of the night. Wildcats from the far left hash. They're going to throw the ball back to Will Howard, and he will run. He's at the 10 to the 5 to the goal line. Wildcat touchdown. Morris swings it like side, and it's picked off by Travis Hunter. You have got to be kidding me what I just saw. And now he sends one to center field. That'll send Tavares back. Could it be? Four in a row. Four in a row for Altuve. Five and six at best. The legend continues to grow. Happy Wednesday morning, everybody. We're back finally on the Morning Blitz on this September the sixth. Glad you're with us on 102.5 U Rock, the Rocking M app, and radio.net, Also simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. No matter which way you're listening, thank you for doing so. Here on a beautiful Wednesday morning, crisp, cool, 53 degrees outside. As you step out, uh, we'll be working our way up to a temperatures in the mid 80s today, a little bit warmer as the week progresses on. Uh, but a beautiful start to this Wednesday. I know we said we have a show on Tuesday due to some miscommunication on some timing things that did not happen, but uh, we're back today and we are here through the rest of the week and for the foreseeable future uh, here on the Morning Blitz, where today Dan Lucero, our good friend from WIBW Sports Talk Radio, going to join us and talking about a uh, big weekend in college sports that was, uh, talking a little about the NFL season that kicks off here starting tomorrow with the Chiefs and the Lions. Big news yesterday uh, surrounding Kansas City Chiefs football. Travis Kelsey injures his knee, hyperextends it. Sounds like all tests are negative from any sort of tear. And so now it's just waiting the time and seeing how badly his knee is bruised, if he'll be able to play tomorrow night in the NFL season opener against the Lions. We'll just have to wait and see. But at least they avoided the big thing, which is a torn ACL. I saw a stat on Go Up this, just a few minutes, or sorry, on Get Up this morning, just a few minutes ago, I mean, Travis Kelsey has over 800 receptions in his career. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is second in his his career with 165. And then after that, no one with even 100 receptions on the Chiefs roster. Once again... The Chiefs are staking so much on a young wide receiver core and can do that because they have the best tight end of the game. If you don't have the best tight end of the game, that changes things a little bit, even if you do have the best quarterback in the game. So big news there for the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, who once again sounds like they're going to find out more today if how badly it's bruised and whether he'll sit the game out or be ready to go on Thursday. We will just have to wait and see uh so once again dan lucero joining us coming up in our mid segment today we will uh get to plenty of things and we'll get to the back end of the show and we will be talking about the college world power five we we didn't get a chance to get to it last week due to our uh our uh, interviews with all of our people talking high school football previewing the upcoming season that is all past us so now we're going to get to our first power five of 2023 Call Show sure we'll Power Five, where I'll give you the top five games. Got my eye on a few others to keep your eyes on here this week. And we'll eat for the NFL on Thursday. So that's coming up in today's show. But want to start off segment one, kind of recapping what we've missed since the last time we all visited here on the Morning Blitz. And what better way to do that, though, than with the front page? Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Out the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? I know we're going back a ways. In fact, uh, geez, a long ways away. It's been a long time. But this Labor Day week always makes it kind of weird. But high school football from this previous Friday night got underway in the state of Kansas. And uh, some pretty interesting scores, to say the very least. Uh, How about Colby getting off to a 1-0 start in the first game ever of the Ryan Mosier era? Uh, They just rout Ulysses uh, 32-8. Dominant offensive performance. Case and Carroll throws for three touchdowns. Zane Betts runs for 150 yards. Colby wins their first game of the Ryan Mosier era in in pretty easy fashion. So, once again, I don't. When, when you call a game for one team, you don't get to see any of the other games. So you don't know how it all happened there. I, I don't think there was like a whole bunch of craziness. Colby just plain beat Ulysses. And remember we were talking about it last Friday about the Massey ratings, and they were talking about how Colby was... You know, a three-touchdown dog to Ulysses. Not the case. Colby's got playmakers on the outside, size on the outside. And if you don't have a line that can, that is uh, at least somewhat dominant in the interior, you're going to have trouble because they can get the ball out quick to their playmakers and make plays. And when Zane Betts runs for 150 yards, uh, that also shows you that that line is doing its work that, that Colby has. So a great showing there from the Colby Eagles in their first game. With a dominant win over Ulysses, Uh, the Goodland Cowboys lose 52-14 to Ray. Uh, It's an ugly loss for GHS to say the very least to open up the season. Ray's a good football team. Don't don't get anything. Don't let me throw that out there. They're one of the best in Colorado. Uh, They've been playing first eight titles, competing in the final. Uh, You know, in the semifinals of state playoffs for now four consecutive years and have not won a state championship but have been playing for them at the highest level. And that makes them a very good team. They've got a coach that's been there a long time that has a system and he's had players that have come through the system and understand it. They have two very good playmakers and they are a very physical football team. They've got, once again, a great running back in Sam Meisner who ran... All over the Goodlam Cowboys, 320 plus yards and six touchdowns in that win on Friday night for Ray. Cowboys just, in the simple words of Coach Jordan Moser, they weren't physical enough. They were not physical enough, and they have to be more physical if they're going to have some success this year. So the Cowboys, here's the thing. You know, they, they couldn't stop the run. They, they have to be more physical in that spot. It, it takes physicality to stop the run. It takes physicality to run the ball. And the Cowboys want to be a running football team. But they, they, they just have not shown the physicality to do that so far in this very young season. They have to be more physical. They're able to get some big plays through the passing game. Lincoln Cure had his best game of his career. Over 142 yards and two touchdown receptions. But if you cannot run the football in this type of offense, it's going to be very hard to win and the Cowboys didn't know. You couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't run the ball. And the Cowboys get blasted by Ray, and they'll have a challenge this weekend against Burlington. Burlington might be 0-2, but Burlington was 0-2 last year and Gooden lost that game as well. So, Cowboys really, really, really need to, you know, get back to the practice field, get better, and hopefully have a good, good approach and a good game against Burlington to not get off to an 0-2 start again. Uh, other area games. Oakley had a tough one. They were shut out by HTMP 42 to zero. Quinter won in a great game over Wallace County 30-28. Quinter had a goal line stand on a fourth down in the fourth quarter. Then took the ball down the field and scored to send it into overtime. And then would win in double overtime 30-28. What a ball game that was. Uh, A lot of shutout victories in Week 1, as some would expect. Hoxie shutting out Trigo, 47-0. Wheatland Grinnell blasted by Wichita County, 54-0. Rollins County with a shutout of St. Francis, 42-0. Shilin routing Cheyenne Wells, 50-0. Triplanes Brewster losing big at Deerfield, 51-18. And Weskin in the best of Golden Plains, 38-19. The final score from a few area teams uh, this past weekend. So there you go. High school football in the books. And once again, we'll have more high school football coverage coming up on Friday. So I know it feels kind of weird talking about it now. Crazy, crazy weekend uh, from college football. We'll get to more on that a little bit later on. I want to get to results from yesterday uh, talking about uh, local area sports, including some golf and some uh, some volleyball. I said in my sports report, Goodland Cowgirls swept the competition. or Sorry, didn't sweep. Got two wins last night in the competition down at Scott City. That was incorrect information. I apologize. Cowgirls actually lost in three sets to Ulysses, but responded well, coming back to beat Scott City, who beat Ulysses. Uh, Cowgirls now two and two on the young season after their split on the night at the Scott City Triangular, Hoxie Triangular last night. Lady Indians went one and one. They lost in straight sets to Miss Center, but swept Hill City. Wallace County Triangular saw Rollins County go a perfect 2-0 with sweeps of Decatur Community and Wallace County. The Lady Wildcats beat the Lady Red Devils in straight sets in the other match of the night. Greeley County off to a phenomenal start, taking care of Golden Plains and Plains Brewster. They're off to a 10-0 start this year. Golden Plains took down Plains Bruce in the other match of the night, two sets to none. St. Francis won the Shylin Lynn Those teams have played a lot here in the first couple of weeks, winning in three sets over the Host Cougars, and then swept Weskin. In the other match, uh, and then Shylin taking care of the Lady Coyotes 2 0. And the Wheatland Grinnell defending home court. They swept both Logan, Palco, and Quinter. Quinter beat Logan, Palco in straight sets in their other match of the night. I could not, for some reason, maybe I'll be able to find it now. I struggled last night to find uh, the Oakley scores versus Hayes TMP. Could not find those scores for some reason. So I do not know what happened with Oakley and. Uh, with Oakley at the Norton Triangler with Hayes TMP. Oakley's had a great start to the season though, I'll tell you that. Speaking of volleyball, Colby Community College volleyball after a win this past Saturday taking care of Cloud County in their second conference game of the year. They are back in action in conference play tonight at Pratt. Looking for back-to-back conference wins are the Lady Trojans. Beautiful day yesterday for golf. I mean, a little breezy, but other than that, great temperature-wise for some golf and the uh, and a great showing from the Colby Lady Eagles, Anna Starbuck, and two other Colby golfers placed in the top 10 of yesterday's Goodland Golf Invitational over at Sugar Hills. Anna Starbuck shot a 9 over 80 to lead the field and win the tournament individually, while teammates Logan Nolan and Natalie Wodurski shot 96 and 98, respectively. Colby ended up finishing in first place with a 398 team score. Uh, Goodland Cowgirls finish in second place. They shot a 421. Allie Cure and Tori Jones each shot a 93 to place inside the top five. Great showing as well from Rollins County's Amelia Bowles, shot an 83 to be placed second overall individually in yesterday's Goodland Invitational. Uh, on to college football. The new AP poll was announced yesterday. Kansas State moving up one spot. They're at number 15 after they dominated uh, SEMO on Saturday. More on that in a minute. And Colorado, after the win of the weekend, and maybe the win of the decade for Buff football, uh, took down TCU over the weekend. They come into number 22 in the top 25 rankings. First time the Buffaloes are ranked since a brief stay In the 2020 season, you've got Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State making up the top five. Kansas State dominated. KU dominated this past weekend. Not surprised. They were not playing the best of competition, so they needed to dominate, and they did. Kansas State got a lot of different guys in. They showed, once again, that they have got great playmakers, and once again, that's aided by the help of a phenomenal, if not one of the best in the country's, offensive line. So, once again, they're going to get more tested. We'll find out more about them in the coming weeks. They have Troy this weekend. I think that will be a little bit stiffer competition than Simo, in my personal opinion. You've got Kansas, who routed Missouri State. Lance Leipold's team looks to be good. They have great offensive weapons. They continue to run well, and they shut down Missouri State. After kind of a semi-slow start, they really got going in the second half. They've got a much stiffer test this weekend. They have Illinois, which is a very intriguing game. Kind of a sneaky, underrated game. To be honest with you, because Illinois is a very physical football team, a very physical football team. They love to line up in two, three tight end looks and just run it right down your throat and just do it all game long. So that's a tough thing to stop for a a, a defense maybe doesn't face it all the time and a Kansas defensive line that's kind of in the rebuilding mode. But then you've got an Illinois defense that's kind of in rebuilding mode after a dominant year last year. How do they do against this Kansas offense, which once again looks to be rolling it at full force, at least through the first game of the year? Uh, of course, Colorado and Nebraska face off this Saturday, and boy, there's been so much talk and so much buzz about this Colorado team and now about this upcoming game. It's it's nuts. I mean, by the time we get to Saturday, it's, it's going to be humongous. Uh, it, there's been so much talk about Colorado, and rightfully so. A win on the road against a team that played in the national title game last year is huge with a completely remade roster. Remember I said all throughout the summer, this is either going to be a massive success for Deion Sanders or an utter fail. Right now, it's looking like it's leaning towards the success side. Getting all this talent together and getting it to play together, you know, can, can beat sometimes a team of great continuity. Now, once again, with all these games doesn't matter who played. Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska, Colorado. doesn't matter. You can throw out Oregon State, whatever it was. Duke, that had a huge win on Monday night. Florida State, who looked like a national title contending team over LSU. Here's the biggest thing to take away from week one. It's week number one. And just because of what we saw in week one does not mean that's what's going to play out throughout the rest of the season. Teams change throughout the season. It's about... You don't measure a season by one game, you measure it by its totality. And we're a long ways away from from figuring out the totality of all season, because it just got underway. But we cannot we can make some assumptions, but we really can't make them all. We just don't know. Prime exam, a prime example, and no pun intended here. Colorado playing TCU. Did Colorado look really good? Yes, they did. School records on offense, you know, Shadir Sanders those for 510. You know, you can throw in the fact that uh, four different receivers had 100 yards receiving. I get it. Tons of play, you know, tons of yards and a huge win on the road at TCU. Let's jump. Jo- and then everyone's thinking, well, gosh, TCU is a ranked team. And, and a, you know, a top 25, top 20 team. When they beat them on the road in their house, here's the thing to remember. TCU didn't have Max Dugan back. Lost a whole bunch of their offensive playmakers. Lost a whole bunch of their defensive side. That was a whole new team in TCU. This is my point I go back to all the years. Why do we rank teams right out of the preseason? It gives something for us media people to talk about, but it doesn't do any good for the picture of uh, of college football as a whole. We just don't know what to expect week in and week out. We just don't know because we're given this template to follow at the beginning of the season, and we base it off of that. TCU could be a 5 and 7 team this year. We don't know. They could be could be a 5 and 7 team. But we don't know that because we just assume well they played for the national title last year. Despite they lost all those players, they're still a top 25 team. We don't know that. We don't know anything. Week 1 was week 1. Get to week 3, you're going to know a whole lot more after three games, a third of the season is or sorry, a quarter of the season is gone. You're going to know a whole lot more about where things stand. That's why I've always been about, let's save the rankings for like the third week of the season, then bring them out. Let's see what teams do. Do teams dominate in their first three weeks? Do they scuffle in the first three weeks? Do they lose? Whatever it may be. But I like, I'd like I said, great performance by a lot of these teams, Kansas, Kansas State, especially Colorado. They all looked amazing. Let's wait until week three and see what we see a little bit more. Let's see before we jump to any conclusions on how great... Or how bad they might be. That's what I think. We'll find out more this upcoming. We'll learn a little bit more. Not everything, but we'll learn a little bit more here coming up on Saturday. Very exciting. Uh, Before we get to a break, real quickly, uh, last night, Royals came back to beat the White Sox. Bases loaded Bach in the bottom of the ninth. They win 7-6 over the White Sox. Kansas City going for a sweep of the White Sox today. And the Rockies, they come back, beat the Diamondbacks 3-2 the final score last night out in the desert. That series split at one game apiece. There you go. That's the front page for you here on this Wednesday. Plenty of things to get to there. Uh, before we get to a break, uh, let's see here. Oh, I did want to see. I got to make sure I check my notes here on this. Actually, you know what? We will get to this. Uh, we'll get to it after the break. If you want to have any thoughts, comments, or questions uh, throughout the break, shoot us a text. The number seven eight 785-899-2222. Number be part of the program Here on this Wednesday. We'll take a break. Come back. Dan Lucero hopping on the program next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.